everyone. My name's Mary Tivy, and welcome back to the Animal Health Surveillance Podcast. So the episode today is going to be a bit different to some of the previous ones. Some of you may have had a listen to the first episode of this series in which I gave an overview of UK disease surveillance in the different species sectors. So due to requests from one or two listeners, in this episode, I'm going to go over the surveillance systems that are in place internationally for disease surveillance. So the need for establishing surveillance systems at either continental or global level has become evident particularly over the last few decades as a consequence of some major animal disease epidemics that we've seen. And these particularly are those caused by transboundary spread of infectious agents. Now, some of the best documented examples of these will be familiar to you. And they include things like highly pathogenic avian influenza, which, of course, we all know has been a big issue in the UK over the last year. But also things like classical and African swine fever, foot and mouth disease, blue tongue or West Nile fever. So in response to this need, there are international agencies and research groups which have developed information systems designed to facilitate data collection and data sharing about animal disease at a global scale. So who is responsible for monitoring global disease threats within the UK? Well, as I mentioned in the first episode, the Animal and Plant Health Agency, or APHA, is responsible for surveillance which is focused predominantly on livestock and wildlife in the UK. The APHA is also responsible for monitoring any major, notifiable or new and emerging animal disease outbreaks worldwide. And they do this as an early warning to assess the risk that these outbreaks may pose to the UK, in particular diseases which impact on animal health and welfare, international trade or public health. So the APHA assesses the risk that these diseases may come into the UK and they look at various ways this could happen. So through trade in animals or animal products, the movement of wildlife or the movement of things such as insects, which may carry disease. And the APHA use these outbreak assessments to help them decide how to manage or reduce the risks of these outbreaks. So where does the APHA get this information from? Well, let's talk about the international bodies which are involved with animal disease surveillance. Now, I think the first major organisation we need to talk about is the Office International de Epizoites, or OIE. So let's start with a little bit of history about them. So as I mentioned, the need for global organisation of animal disease surveillance has been seen particularly over the last uh, few decades. But it was first triggered in 1920 when a rinderpest outbreak occurred unexpectedly in Belgium. Now, this outbreak was as a result of zebus, which originated in India, but were destined for Brazil, and they were transiting via the port of Antwerp. So obviously, this outbreak caused international consternation. So if we fast forward four years, 28 states obtained an international agreement on the 25th of January 1924 to create the OIE, and it was based in Paris. So the OIE held its first general session on the 8th of March 1927, 
And by 2003, it had reorganised to become the World Organisation for Animal Health. But it did keep its historical acronym, the OIE. So it's an intergovernmental organisation responsible for improving animal health worldwide. And it's also recognised as a reference organisation by the World Trade Organisation. And in 2018, the OIE had a total of 182 member countries. It also maintains permanent relations with nearly 75 other international and regional organisations and has regional and sub-regional offices on every continent. So what does the OIE do? Well, its main mission is to enhance the knowledge of the worldwide animal health situation. So among the formal obligations of those countries who are members of the OIE is the promise to submit information on their relevant animal disease situation. And this includes zoonoses. The OIE created a list of notable diseases and it established this list specifically for this purpose. And in 2005, the OIE also created the World Animal Health Information System. So this is a system that provides public access to all data regarding the OIE listed diseases. And it also made, makes available any new reports um, that are valid. As soon as they're validated by the OIE, they go onto this system and they're available. So this database is a cornerstone of the OIE's efforts to improve the transparency, but also efficiency and speed with which animal health information is disseminated throughout the world. So that's the OIE. But another organisation I think we need to mention is the FAO, or Food and Agriculture Organisation of the United Nations. Now, the FAO also has its own global animal disease information system. This is shortened to MPRES. So it's a web-based application and it's also been designed to support veterinary services by, again, facilitating either regional or global disease information transfer. And similarly, the MPRES system aims to clarify disease events worldwide. And the FAO receives information from different sources, which feeds into this system. So some of these sources include country or regional project reports, also reports from non-governmental organisations. They also get information from cooperating institutions and government ministries of agriculture and health. They also have links with other United Nations agencies and can take information from public domains as well. So things like media or web-based health surveillance systems. So they don't use just official sources, but also unofficial sources of information as well, which is quite important. And similarly to the OIE, this information is used to generate and disseminate early warning messages. But it also feeds into the MPRES database and produces reports in an appropriate format for the public to see. So it provides updated information on the global animal disease distribution and also any current threats that are being seen at either national level, regional level or global level as well. So, as I said before, these reports are uh, produced in an appropriate format for the public and the Empress system provides access to these publications, but also manuals and other resources as well, such as the contact details for 
chief veterinary officers from different member states. So that's the global aspect. But let's talk a little bit more about the EU aspect now, because, of course, that's something that impacts on the UK as well. So animal disease surveillance is one of the key of the pillars of the EU's animal health policy. And the EU have a task force on animal disease surveillance, which was set up in November 2008 as a tool to support EU countries in dealing with animal disease surveillance. As well as this task force, the EU have also set up their own uh, information system. And this is known as the EU Animal Diseases Information System, or ADIS. And this system is designed to register and document the evolution of animal diseases within the EU. So it, again, ensures immediate notification of alert messages and detailed information about outbreaks of any relevant diseases in countries that are connected to the system. And so it gives countries immediate access to information about contagious outbreaks of disease. So you get early warnings and prompt responses then from these countries to these disease threats. This has a direct impact on a trade of live animals and animal products, both within the EU market, but also uh, for international trade with third countries. And the ADIS system has been developed in close collaboration with the OIE. And so there is data exchange between the ADIS system and the OIE's World Animal Health Information System. So that gives you a little overview of some of the disease surveillance systems that are available internationally and also within the EU a little bit closer to us. So these are some of the systems that assist the APHA in monitoring global disease threats and any risks of an incursion of a threat into the UK. Now, of course, we've spoken about the EU, but we haven't mentioned the elephant in the room, which is Brexit. Of course, due to Brexit, the way that we use, in particular, the EU surveillance systems may change. And to provide a little bit more information about this, keep an eye on the series because I'm going to be producing and releasing an episode which is going to cover a little bit more about the UK's situation now following Brexit and also how we are going to use these systems uh, in the future to carry out horizon scanning for international disease threats. So thanks so much for tuning into this episode of the series. I really hope you found it useful and I really hope you found it interesting to hear a little bit more about the international aspect of disease surveillance. If you like the series, please do mention it to your friends and your colleagues. And of course, for any news and updates, you can follow me on Twitter at the AHS podcast. And I love to hear from my listeners. So thank you so much to those who got in touch and requested a bit more information about the international aspect of disease surveillance. And please, if there's anything you want me to cover, any topics that you think would be interesting or you'd like a little bit more information about, then please do get in touch with me. You can leave your suggestions or any questions that you have either on Twitter or on the podcast website. So thanks so much for listening this time. Hope to see you again soon.